Paul doesn't want these Christians to just follow Jesus longer. He wants them to follow Jesus more closely. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. today is parasuo. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1, Paul writes, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. The word, or actually the phrase I want to point out is more and more there at the end of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1. The literal Greek reads, abound more. Uh, it's the word parasuo and then the word for more. So abound even more, or translated here, more and more. You technically don't need the word more because parasuo already communicates the idea of excelling or increasing or thriving. It's a state of unending excess. Parasuo happens to be the word that Luke uses in Acts chapter 16, to speak of the miraculous, explosive numerical growth of the early church. He writes this, The churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. The word increased there is the word parasuo. They abounded in numbers daily. And this kind of church growth is amazing. We praise God for it. We desire, we work, and we pray that the church and our local churches would grow in number because that means, by implication, that people are hearing the gospel, they're putting their trust in Jesus Christ for forgiveness, and they're being baptized and plugged into the local church. But numerical church growth can be overplayed. Numerical church growth will sell out church leadership conferences, and it will lead to New York Times best-selling books. But the Bible places a clear emphasis on a very different kind of church growth, and that is spiritual, personal church growth. That is personal spiritual maturity of the Christian. Going back to our verse from 1 Thessalonians for verse 1 for a moment. We know Paul had to leave Thessalonica abruptly after spending only a few weeks with them, and he, he was concerned about them. He indicates in his letter how several things could have knocked them off course, whether it be false teaching or their poverty or their persecution. And it could have been real easy for Paul to be content with the fact that they were still professing Christ. As long as you haven't walked away from the faith, then you're doing just fine might have been his attitude. But Paul says the opposite. Yes, he's relieved and encouraged, grateful to God, even that they have remained faithful. But then he charges them four different times in chapter 3 through chapter 5 to, quote, keep it up or do it again or do it more and more, speaking to their Christian maturity. Three of the four times he uses this word parasuo, the word for abound. He wants spiritual growth to be normal for them. As much as they've grown, he knows that there is more. He wants it to be consistent, that they explore the vast infinitude of who God is and who they are in Christ. Imagine going to your 10-year high school reunion and running into someone you barely recognized. 
They remind you of their name and all the memories flood back. And you also remember what a mess this friend was in high school and weren't we all. And the more time you spend with them at this high school reunion after 10 years, it becomes clear they act and even speak the very same way they did back in high school. And the point is this, they've grown older and changed on the outside, but you're not so sure that they've grown up much. Paul doesn't want these Christians to just follow Jesus longer. He wants them to follow Jesus more closely and more closely still. In his word, God calls us to an ever-deepening, an ever-maturing relationship with him. Yes, grow and change over time on the outside, but that we also grow up in him in maturity as we follow him. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul writes about abounding in knowledge and every kind of discernment. In 1 Thessalonians 3, Paul writes about abounding in love. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, as we read, he writes about abounding in obedience to God. That pretty well covers it, doesn't it? You have head and heart and hands, all increasing in Christ's likeness. That's actually not a bad way to think about what it means to, quote, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Is Paul being greedy here? Is he applying too much pressure to these relatively new believers? I don't think so. Something we should notice about Paul as we read his letters and our scriptures is he seems to go out of his way to do two things. One, not to make becoming a Christian any harder than Jesus made it. And two, not to make following Jesus any easier than Jesus made it. It is because Paul knows there is so much more for these Christians that he exhorts them to abound, parasuo, excel, increase in the faith. There is more of God to know, and there always will. There's deeper and more blessed levels of love to experience and more devotion to show to our Lord. There is a gravitational pull to just survive in the Christian life. Just stay saved, do your best, and wait for Christ's return. Or perhaps there's a sense on the other side of the road of self-righteousness that can convince us to coast. Because after all, I'm far more mature than maybe that Christian over there. Both of these lies are the work of our enemy. And of course, our flesh is all too happy to oblige and give in. But God's word consistently calls us upward into God, into him, to live out practically what is true of us spiritually in Christ. This is the process of sanctification, and it is a profound invitation to thrive in the Christian life, to have true life, eternal life, or what Jesus in John chapter 10 calls abundant life. In John 10, 10, Jesus famously says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they have life and have it abundantly. Here Jesus uses our word perishuo again. This is not about material, physical, or financial abundance, though God may decide to bless some in that way. But the promise here is for spiritual growth, spiritual health that comes from knowing and loving and living for God more and more. So where are you being drawn deeper? Where are you being drawn closer? Are you coasting spiritually Think about it how Paul did in his letters. And if you had to pick just one today to meditate on, which would it be? Your need to abound in knowledge of who God is and all he's done? Or would it be your need to abound in your love for your neighbor? Or would it be your need to abound in godliness, in obedience, fully surrendering your life to your heavenly Father? 
Start somewhere. And in the words of Paul to the Thessalonians, knowing that this was something only God can do, may God cause us to thrive and to abound more and more.